Yellow. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. Good afternoon. We're the Greater Mythos Podcast. We're here. We're gonna talk. Uh, uh, we're gonna talk some video games. Maybe some movies. Maybe none. Maybe none of the movies. Pop culture stuff. Maybe a little bit of Ubisoft. Do you like Ubisoft? I have in the past. In the past. Well, that wasn't really a comment about criticizing them. It's just I've liked Ubisoft games in the past. I didn't Name mean one. anything by it. I swear. Name one Ubisoft game. Uh, Far Cry Three. That was a cop out because that's one of the things we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about six, okay? It's yeah, Far Cry, nonetheless. That's all right. Um, so yeah, we're probably going to be uh, classic. The, the classic scattered Josh's here this morning, but that's okay. Um, I know that at the top, top of the roster, uh, Ubisoft forward, the, the conference or the event, I had said that it was a conference earlier in the week, but I quickly qu- questioned myself cause I wasn't sure if that's actually what it was called, but that's what I'm calling it. And it's more or less the, uh, the announcement of the slate of games and, you know, the bigger new projects coming out and they're working on and boy, is there a list, isn't there? There sure is. I was actually surprised that they're working on so many games concurrently. Why? I don't know. It just, so Ubisoft is a publisher, but I guess I've always considered them developers. And I guess that is, that's on me, but uh, you never really considered them in the same vein as like EA or Activision, you know? Really? I don't know. And I know they are. I mean, they even have their own launcher. Uh, forbid you actually ever use it, but. Sure. Wait, what's the, oh, is that the, uh, what's it called? Uplay. Oh, that's not at all what I was thinking. Yeah, I think. I was I, thinking of, good. I think it's PC only. Um, the problem with it is that it's bad in every way, so. Oh. Um, and that's not me exaggerating. That's just. I'm pretty sure even they know it because they've stopped developing it, but they still force you to use it. What is it called again? Uplay. Uplay. Yeah. So that's like their, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, There's... compare that to something that like Sony has. Cause I can't remember. Well, just in general, Sony and Microsoft just rely on like the bigger ones like steam and origin. I'm thinking of origin. Yeah. Origin and steam. Yeah. So, I mean, but even Epic games has their own, um, but it all of them work better than Uplay ever has. I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm sure they develop it, but it doesn't seem like those developers know or are as competent as the developers on the other ones. And I don't really know why, because if you're going to force your consumers to use it, you'd, you'd think right. they'd put some effort into it. What's the point? I don't know, because... I think you make more money if you release your game like that than you do, because I think Steam takes a cut. So hmm. if you're going to release a game on Steam, I think you lose profit. But, I mean, there there's other places to do it, you know? I don't, it doesn't have to be on Steam. So, pardon my ignorance, is is the, the major plus for releasing games on Steam, regardless if you're, like, indie or, or big, is that... Is the big plus just that like everyone can have access to it and it's like the easiest distributor and stuff like that? I think it is by far the easiest. I've never released a game on Steam, so I don't know like the logistics behind it, but um, it is definitely the most popular. So if you put a game on Steam, it's going to get the most eyeballs. And I think that means the most and also the most sales. I think Steam is still way in ahead better than the others. 
but you know, it's not perfect. I mean, Steam takes the biggest cut out of all of them, which I guess rightfully so, considering how good the platform is. It just works. And Steam is part of Valve, right? That's Valve's yes. property? Yes. Okay. When they yeah. used to make games. Right. Half-Life. Who knows? <laughs> they did the VR one, I think. Yeah. I, if only I had a VR headset, I could play those games. They never called to me the the VR experience. I think I I've I tried one, but it was like I don't remember what it was called. It was the one where you can you can get for your Android or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think my brother got one a few years ago. Um and you know, you you put your phone into it and then you're in the Grand Canyon apparently mm-hmm. and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's uh an experience. Well, the day we have like true virtual reality where you're like asleep in the real world and you're actually moving around in the game world, you know, like in all those movies until we have that, I guess I won't be as interested. So you might be holding out for a while then, huh? Maybe in our lifetime, maybe, Mm -hmm. Eh, you know, you never know what's going to happen next week. So the the tides may turn, Mm -hmm. um, but hey, yeah, since we're we're on the topic of, of Ubisoft and all that, um, some of the, as you and I had previously discussed, I think some of the heavy hitters that were exposed, if I may use a risque word, hmm. uh, were the, you know, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed um, titles. And so Far Cry, it's Far Cry 6, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, that's technically 3, I believe, Watch Dogs 3. Mm-hmm. And then Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is, I don't know what number specifically this Assassin's Creed is, and it's you 33. Know, continuity. What's that? 33. Is it? No. <laughs> okay. It might be. Who knows? Um, but I do know that it is, it's the third of the, you know, the newer installments. So they start with Origins. That was in Egypt. Then Origins, Greece. And then this one's, uh, this one's Viking time. Yeah. And... You know, it looks interesting. I heard good things about Odyssey. I never played that one, actually. I watched Mm. you play uh, Origins. Yes, yes. So I heard bad things about Origins, but you said you liked it a bit, right? Yeah, I... So I have have both Origins and Odyssey. I beat Origins as far as the main story and missions are concerned. Um, I did that when I was residing in in your basement. That was a fun time. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I think the uh, the Egypt setting was really cool. There was, you know, different areas with different biomes. Not drastically different, but uh, the main character, Bayek, was really cool. Um, it was a good vibe. I uh, But that was the first main entry where they switched up the, you know, the combat and the, the fighting system. And it really became a more RPG role-playing game than, you know, what the previous Assassin's Creed's were, mm-hmm. uh, their usual approach. Yeah, and that was interesting. They're definitely trying something new, or they were then. I guess it's a staple now. Because um, back when I was playing Assassin's Creed, back in the old days, which right. wasn't that long ago, you just kind of jumped from buildings and stabbed people, and that was basically yes. the whole game. Um, and I guess it was fun at first, but... I think because I fell out of the series, I haven't given them a chance since. I haven't given them the credit that they're due. Um, so do, do you say you have played Origins or not? 
No, I have not played Origins. The last Assassin's Creed I played was, I guess, no Brotherhood. No, I think Black Flags was the the mm. latest one I played. I don't remember what the one before Origins was. Oh, Unity. I did play. Was it Unity? Whatever the French one was. I think yeah, it was Unity. Unity. Um, it didn't run on my computer at all because the port was so bad. So I never actually yes. got to play it for more than like five minutes on the menu screen. Yes, it did not do well. <laughs> but yes, because I, I remember actually being hyped about that game because a bunch of my friends were saying you can do this multiplayer missions and like you pick your role and it looked really fun and we were all deciding what we were going to do and then the game was just unplayable at launch. We all lost like $60. Yep. Well, at least we got all the cool memes out of it, you know, <laughs> the uh, the see-through skeleton of the characters oh, and the bulging eyeballs. So Those were good times. It's incredible. Well, so with all that being said, you've probably said this at some point. Are you into the Assassin's Creed games? Do you care? Uh, it's Viking time. Does that call to you or is it not up your your alley there? Well, I love Nordic stuff. I I, I love that stuff. I mean, I how many hours I put into Skyrim and then <laughs> and then uh, God of War, actually. Yes. I never played the game, but I've oh. seen the whole game played. But back when it came out, I didn't have a PlayStation 4, so I couldn't play it. So I watched people play it on YouTube. The game was awesome. And God of War? Yeah, and I, I've okay. been meaning to actually play through it. I love the whole Nordic theme. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I think I will play this one. Because I think they've been improving upon Assassin's Creed. And I used to be really into the series. So it'd be nice to jump back in and see how far it's come. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I've heard uh, some guys that I listen to, they maybe maybe I've told you this, but they just made a comment about how, you know, this is the third one in the newer trilogy, so to speak. I'm not sure how um, how directly they intertwine story wise, but mm -hmm. as far as the approach, the combat, you know, the overall system, it's more or less the same. And so I heard I heard a guy said that. He's a big fan of Assassin's Creed's. They're very sentimental to him. Um, he likes the new approach, but this is this should uh, he thinks this should be the last one as far as this approach and and the and the uh, engine and stuff. And then they should kind of uh, revisit, you know, and uh, try something new because too much of a good thing is just too much. Yeah, I think it's difficult for them because Assassin's Creed's a yearly release. I think, or at least it was. Um, yeah. And if you only have a year to make a game, you're going to take what you had from before as a skeleton and build sure. on that because you don't have a lot of time. I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 was in the making for like eight years, seven years, something like that. It's disgusting. And they still crunch to get it out on time. I mean, right. games, open world games take a long time. So um, whatever they whatever they've been doing to get them to chug them out in a year and sure they have bugs in them. They're not the, the cleanest, smoothest of games, but it's pretty impressive that they can come out with a game every year like that. I, I don't envy them. I don't either. I mean, I'm sure they're <laughs> making it. I mean, game developers make a good amount of money, but, and it's, if it's your passion, it's your passion, but I don't think a hundred hour work weeks, work weeks are sustainable. No, I would say no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if work is the most important thing in your life, you still need to have time for other things. Like, like sleep family oh yeah that too <laughs> going outside breathing going to red robin 
Red Robin. I guess we can talk about food for a second. Do you like Red oh, Robin? I do like Red Robin. We're going tonight. Oh, yeah. I heard you guys were going. So yeah. I've only been there once. And what I tried, oh. I didn't like. And I know that just means I picked something wrong on the menu. And there's a lot of other things. But I haven't gone back. What did you get? I don't know. It was a burger that had onions on it or something. A burger that had onions on it. Not like normal onions. Okay. I, I, I okay. heard what I said out loud. and it, That's okay. Fried onions on it. And it had a weird flavor. And I was also really hmm. young. I would love that now. But How long ago was this? Oh, I, was, I was a kid. 10 or 11 years old. You got to try it again. Oh, I know I do. I just have it. What the heck? Yeah. Huh. Well, well, I could talk about Red Robin for hours. Whenever we're going out to get food, that's not the places my friends pick. And I never get to pick. It's always Buffalo Wild Wings, which I'm not complaining about that. Mm. But it's not something new. You, you want something new and exciting for your palate. Unless Shogun is on the table, then I'm going there 10 times out of 10. You're going to Shogun. Yeah. You're a big fan. Big fan of Shogun. Back to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Do you have, before we move on from Assassin's Creed, the, the hot, hot button topic question is, if you could choose the next setting for the next Assassin's Creed game, you know, time area, vibe, what would it be for you? That's interesting. So they were like going forward in time, but I think they stopped doing that, right? Because they kind of went backwards because they were at the Revolutionary oh, yeah. War and now they went backwards again. So if yeah. time isn't a factor and I could pick anything, probably a more medieval setting again, not like mm. like Central Europe. I would, I suppose, because we've been everywhere else for a while, and I think it'd be right. cool to go Central Europe, maybe France during the Hundred Years' War. I think that would be kind of cool. Hmm. Because hmm. I mean, we we didn't really we had one in France, but it was kind of a disappointment. So might as well go back. Yeah, that was uh, which one was that? Um, you were the Fry Twins. What was that one called? The one in France. Um, that was Unity. The one we were talking about. Oh, no, I was thinking of uh, the other one. There was another one. Maybe it wasn't France. Crap, what was it? You were the brother and the sister? I don't remember. Syndicate, maybe? Yeah, Syndicate, Syndicate, Syndicate. Wasn't that England? It was It was in the in the European somewhere. <laughs> in the European somewhere. <laughs> so somewhere over there. Were the first and second one during the Crusades? Because I know they were I believe so, yes. Okay, because I think you could also do something there and go back to that, like... It seems like the other yearly release games like Call of Duty have went back to their roots for a game. But I don't know. I, I would yeah. be fine with that. I think you could draw in some of the players who fell out of the series by like going back to that time period or just sure. remaking the first two games. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the, the first one was during the Crusades, I think. And then the second one was when you were Ezio in Venice and stuff like that, which was very well received. Yeah, the, um, didn't he, there's a whole trilogy around Ezio, right? Yes. I played Brotherhood. I never played Revelations, which was the third one. I never did. I haven't played any of those. Well, Brotherhood Just was the good, one. I remember. Um, it was still the old style, so the gameplay gets kind of old after a while. I know some people love the old Assassin's Creed games, but I wonder how much of that is like rose-tinted goggles. Hmm. And the yeah, you're talking about as far as the, the handling and the mm -hmm. the movement and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm fine either way. I, I'll i play Valhalla. I'm not sure if I'll buy it day one. Mm -hmm. um, see our previous episodes when I apparently don't have any kind of schedule to my 
uh, pleasures in life. But um, I'm into it, and I'll give it a whirl. I haven't beaten Odyssey, but I sure do have it. Well, hey, you gave them your money, and that's all they care about. I suppose. Um, well, and, right, and so, on that topic, yep. to kind of chain into this, recently, a lot of games have had, uh, how you would say, controversial yes. marketing ploys in them. Yes. Notably Battlefront 2 and the Battlefield games and basically everything EA, but even like Call okay. of Duty with a lot of microtransactions, a lot mm. of loot boxes, which mm-hmm. some countries are even saying is illegal, which I might agree it's just gambling. But what is your thoughts your on that stuff? Do you like it? Do you hate on it? Loot boxes? Loot boxes in general. And make the 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 separation between the ones that give you player power, give you an advantage over others, so pay to win, as opposed to the ones that just have like cosmetic stuff in them. Um, I'm all about cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I like skins for my characters and stuff like that. I think that's fun. Um, I, uh, uh you know, they're sketchy, right? Mm-hmm. Like. We can, I guess, depending on who you talk to, you could go back and forth all day long whether or not it's uh, explicitly gambling or not. I mean, it, it is, right? Mm-hmm. I think it is, right? It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty darn close to it. Um, my my assumption would be, not assumption. My thought is, is that if if I don't have to pay them actual money, and they just say, hey, every if you're playing a multiplayer game, every 10 levels you level up you get this box that you can get this stuff oh yeah then then why not you know oh and that's perfectly fine games have done that for years even before the loot box fiasco started and there's nothing wrong with that i think once you add the dollar into it is when it can get dangerous for young kids you know especially if they like steal their parents credit cards and start charging like crazy (laughs) there's there's a story within the past year or two i'm sure you've heard it i can't remember what game it was but that it was on it was a mobile game and the parents card was attached to it and the kid freaking racked up like over a thousand dollars in microtransactions on oh, that man. yeah don't like it wouldn't recommend it in on a phone game too see i won't get into yep. mobile games because then my elitist side will come out and i don't like it this isn't much. a pc <laughs> hey i play console games too hey i i stoop to your level too josh <laughs> Although, right, although I right. still think the Switch is the best of the three consoles that are out now. Do you? Yes. But I've been, I mean, I've been a Nintendo fan. Well, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was looking at like the libraries of the other two consoles and pick and choose maybe three games that I played or enjoyed or even were interested in on those consoles. More mm-hmm. for the PlayStation, Xbox was like a like. If you're not like a straight up shooting fan, what's on the console for you? That isn't on like everything else, like the ex- exclusive wise. And PlayStation's basically the same way for me. I don't know, but you're a big Call of Duty fan, so. Well, easy, easy. You can't just throw that around. <laughs> well, I I dabble. I I play from time to time the Call of Duties. Yes. Yes, you do. But if you compare that to your total game time, what's the percentage? Hey, how about you lay off, huh? <laughs> so, I used to be big into shooters and actually it's not that i was really into them it's just that's what all my friends played so if i wanted to play with my friends we had to play shooting games but like i i think i've mentioned this in a previous episode i'm not huge into the 
um, modern setting of games. Like I'll play mm. Halo all the time. It's futuristic. It's unique. Right. There are aliens. <laughs> yeah. Spaceships <laughs> can't fly them, but they're spaceships. Hey, they're there. Um, okay. So man, we talked about Vikings, red Robin and aliens. Far cry six is a game. Yes, it is. That was announced. So I, there's apparently some actor. I don't remember his name or something. Yes. He's going to be voicing the main villain or something. Yes. People are all excited about that. Not only voicing, but they are using his likeness as well. Yeah. I like when games do that, I think. But also at you the think? same time, hyper-realism isn't always my favorite. Hmm. I like it when it works. I think we can all agree that we like things when they work. So, and this just might be me, but... The games where they're not realistic, where they don't care, they don't take their graphics too seriously. Mm -hmm. More, I guess I don't want to say cartoony. That can be the case too. But some games are just like fantastical looking. Um, I don't know. I just it's easier to get lost in a game like that. But if a game reminds me of reality, I'm like, oh, that's right. Real life exists. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is this my hobby? Well. I'm sure you can find a reason, yeah. but so with, with that, with that in mind. Yeah. So it's, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's most, well, maybe not most, but he is, he is uh, a, a good amount known for his role as Gus Fring on breaking bad. Hmm. Um, I think his name is Giancarlo or something like that. Have you seen breaking bad? So, and don't get mad at me. I have not seen the show. Okay. Okay. I okay, have seen okay, okay. a few episodes and I didn't get into it. I didn't. Hmm. The first episode, he had like, you know, I guess it's not spoilers if it's the first episode, but he's like dying, right? And He is dying. And like his bad relations with his wife and it's all depressing. I'm like, why is this a good show? And I stopped watching. It's pretty good. And everyone tells me intense. that and everyone gets mad at me when I tell them I, I dropped it. But well, I'm not mad at you. No Just, one, you know, no one tells me like what episode I need to get to before it starts getting good. I usually think that whatever show it is, at least give it five episodes. Yeah, I usually you know. use that too, but you know, I was a teenager huh. at the time, and my attention span wasn't as long. It was dwindling, and I slept for twenty hours a day. And Ooh, not that long. I did that once though. I felt really bad after I woke up. I bet. Don't, I don't think the body's meant to do that. Well, I can't do it anymore. It's, after eight hours, oh. I just wake up if I even get to go. sleep that long. Hmm. Far Cry Six. So yeah, Far Cry games, exploring open world shooting games. More adventure, I guess. You're a big fan. Well, <laughs> so I and I guess this is because I never really played the Far Cry series besides 3, which is why that's the one I mentioned. Have you not? I forget. I played 3. I played it on the computer right. actually, and I liked it. Oh. Um the setting wasn't my favorite, but I don't know. It, it's the Far Cry games never really drew me in. Because they're not sci-fi, not fantasy. It's hard for mm. me to really get into it. Not to say I can't like a modern setted game, you know. Sure. But I definitely will try it if it gets good reviews. Yeah. I, you know, it's the for me, it's the same thing like uh, the Assassin's Creed's. They're, you know what to expect to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And if you enjoy the the mindless fun that they provide. Yes, there's stories and, you know, there's supposed to be emotional attachment and all that. But when it comes down to it, they're just kind of, you know, mindless fun. Mm -hmm. That's not a bad thing. 
Um, so this one is set. I can't remember. Do you remember? It's not. It, it's a fictional um, city or or country. I think it's very reminiscent of Cuba. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what the name of it is, though. And the main antagonist, who is Gus from Breaking Bad, he's like the, uh, you know, the ambassador or the mayor or whatever it's called. Um, and it sounds like his son, who's like 13, is going to be a big role, too. And you, you play. Um, yeah. Bad on me for not writing this down. But you pray. You pray. You play as a uh, like a resistance kind of leader or whatever. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it'll be th- this one's interesting because it appears that a good amount of the map or you know a prominent part is going to be more of like a city landscape as opposed to you know vast prairies and mountains that the Far Cry games are usually prone to do. So, hearing that, there are pros and cons to that approach. Pros are you can pack it way more full of detail. I mean, there's only only so much you can do in open space, you know, trees, sure. grass, plants, whatever. But I love trees. I do too. But in a city, you could put in a lot of more detail. And how many buildings are you going to be able to go in? Um, like, Good what, question. What's the depth of that city. That'll be that's the kind of question because in open world games, I like to explore. Mm-hmm. And if it ends up that I keep running into boarded up houses and invisible walls. That really takes the immersion out. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it, games have done it right in the past. And I think the Far Cry games never really had that problem. So at least no. nothing I've heard of. No. And three is really good. Um, like you said, four, I I got four. Um, well, I, I've bought all the ones up to date. Bought? Bought? Um Four was in like the Himalayas. That was the kind of setting. Pagan men was the main villain. Really cool world. It was, you know, like I said, very uh, snow capped mountains and just kind of dense woods and stuff. And then five was with, uh, what's his name? Uh, it was based around little hope, uh, Arkansas. Yeah. That I think that game's story made waves on like even before release because yeah. a lot of people were saying, well, the religious connotations yeah, to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the main antagonist, I think, is Jacob Seed and his family, the Seeds. It, it was there, they were a cult, mm. like a religious, you know, fire and brimstone. Uh, you know, God tell me, God told me to kill all of you. So that's what I'm going to do kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twist the Bible to your own ends. Love it. Love it. Well, and I never played that game, but it looked really fun. Everyone I saw playing yes. it, you know, they were doing crazy stuff in the game and playing multiplayer. Um, I wanted to try it. I guess I just never got around to it. So many games come out and I only have so much time. Yes. Um, I guess that's me going back to play old games. Probably doesn't help it when I have time to play new games. Like I'm still in the middle of three games currently and I don't Gosh. know if I'll finish all three. Gosh. You're a, you're a, you're a madman. Five was good. Um, I've, I've beaten all of them up until this point. I lied. I've beaten three, mm-hmm. uh, four and five. There was primal that came out, which was, Hey, we're cavemen now. Um, but it's the same map as five. N- does it? I remember that controversy almost. Was it five or four? One of them had almost the same, like primal had almost the same map as one of the previous games. Like it was just reused and just, well, like, it's interesting re-textured. that you say that. It's interesting that you say that because, well, 
So first, haven't played that one or beaten it. Uh, but after five, either a year later or within a year, they put out Far Cry New Dawn, which uh, never okay, even heard of that. Spoiler one. alert! Look out! Spoiler alert for Far Cry Five. Okay, so at the end of the game, more or less, you find out that Jacob. Do you mind if I tell you this? No. Go ahead. Okay. Um, that the Jacob guy wasn't lying. He has a bomb. He blows up like the map that you're in. And I'm not sure if you find out if it was the world or not, but so far cry new dawn, it was more of a, I'm not sure if it was technically considered an expansion, but it was along those lines. And so far cry new dawn did have the same exact map as five, but it was, you know, uh, demolished, you know, uh, nuked. And the, the new dawn takes place like 20 something years after Far Cry 5. So then there's like what they call the super bloom. There's all these weird like radioactive plants mm -hmm. and things are starting to kind of grow back. Uh, so just as far as reusing the map, they did that for sure on that one. And I don't have any problem with them reusing assets if they're going to transform it in some way. It's like I think Primal just felt and not to I never played it. Of course, this is just me relaying other people's thoughts. Speculation. But they said that they it felt like a cop out in that game. But I think it was done by a separate studio anyway. Or was a separate it? team. Primal. I don't know. I could be wrong. That's just what I think I heard. So take my words huh. with a grain of salt there. I will. So with Far Cry 6 and the new Assassin's Creed, are they all current gen or are they coming out for next gen? I, if I remember correctly, and I would encourage you and anyone else that is listening to double check this, I think they've said that the majority of them will come out for both, both current gen and next gen. Okay. It's kind I of that time wrong. where they release games for both for about half a year to a yep. year. And yep. that's okay. I don't know if I'll be getting next gen consoles right away. It depends on the price. But what's your, what's your price? We've talked about it before, but what's, what's your cap? 400, I suppose. It's the highest okay. I've ever paid. And even then, I, I would rather it be like 350 yeah. you know, I can't imagine being the person that has to decide the cost of that crap. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, the, the cost to make them is going up. The same with the games. But they find so many other ways to get money out of you anyway. You, I gotta imagine that they miss... I mean, they still make a killing with video games. So right. it's not like it's gonna break the bank if they lower the price a bit. That's why the PS4 beat the Xbox. I mean, it was one of the the sell. It was cheaper and had a bigger library. The PlayStation did four over the Xbox One. Did it really? Yeah, it had way better sales. Even I even the Switch that. beat the Xbox One. Really? Yeah. Um. Hmm. And that's, and, hmm. and Switch is, was going to have a smaller market because it has a more niche audience in America, but it it did. Xbox hmm. got a big upswing with like their big titles like Halo, but once you know it the library just wasn't as big and it was like a hundred dollars more expensive hmm. so i think 400 is my limit now if now i say that and you know demon souls remastered is coming out so right if my interest of that and hype into that is huge so even if it's more than that i guess it depends on how much is in my bank at the time right so we'll it's see a high factor there <laughs> yeah well, hmm. okay. So in terms of the Xbox One and the PS5 coming out, mm -hmm. we've seen mm -hmm. the designs of both. We've seen mm. the launch trailers of both or the announcement trailers, whatever, for both systems. What are your thoughts so far 
on the consoles against each other. I don't think I have specific thoughts one over the other. Um, I I never was the um, sorry I had to hiccup. Never was the I'm going to do all the research and write down all of the specific specs and mm-hmm. compare and do all that. I'm fully aware that each one, for the most part, I still think have differences and and you know have legs over the other in certain ways. I I was always okay. Which one do most of my friends have? Mm-hmm. You know, because one of the main reasons is I want to play with my friends, and so I. Well, so you've always played Xbox. Well, that's what I was thinking. I a lot of it. Well, so we we started with we started with sixty four, and then we got playstation 2 and then we also got the xbox just the original xbox Mm -hmm. and then we got a playstation 3 and then we got the xbox 360 and then i think from the 360 on is when i i went with the xbox one but up until last year i think i did have xbox one and playstation 4 yeah you sold it i did i did the opposite i sold my xbox one Right, but I sold it for really cheap because it quit working. Yes. Um. But yeah, I the only game I played on it was like Gears of War with some friends, and we played like the Horde mode or whatever it was called. Right. Um, I never got into those the Gears Gears games. The, the campaign I remember loving the older campaigns, but I tried to play the new ones campaign. I couldn't play it. I just didn't like it. Was it bad? I, it was weird. It was like. When you introduce characters that I don't know and you try to make me care about them really quickly and I just don't get invested. You just don't care. Now, games can do that. Like when I played Mass Effect for the first time, I got really invested in those characters. Right. And I know I bring that, those games up all the time. but You do, fanboy. I am definitely a fanboy of Mass Effect, that's for sure. <laughs> the amount of hours I put into them is any consideration. Obscene. But, I mean, it's good storytelling. And I guess as someone who also likes to read, I guess I have always valued that. But yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't get mm. into it. And when it when what broke is I could never connect. I think the the, the Wi-Fi card in it or whatever broke and I couldn't oh. connect the internet anymore. So I was like, well. How does that happen? I don't know, man. I <laughs> Great. <laughs> I only had the console for like a year when it happened. I didn't know much about it. All right, let's let's move on from poo-pooing on the Xbox. You, well, you. I, it's not that I don't like it because I had a 360 and I loved that console and I played that Everyone thing to did. death. Well, that's the thing is I think there's like a horde of people that move to whichever console is going to be the most popular at the time. And it was PlayStation 2 and then it was 360 and then it was PS4. Right. And now it's looking like PS5, but that could change. I mean, I think there's going to be another Xbox thing coming out this month. And who knows? Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see what the majority goes with. Now mm-hmm. that I think about it, for me that doesn't matter. It's the games are what I care about. Sure, the rest it's just a box on my desk. You know, it doesn't really matter yep. to me too much. No, I have yep. a lot of loyalty to it, but I've also switched back and forth between sure. the companies. And with Elden Ring on the horizon, yeah, yeah. I mean, two from software games. That's a big motivator i mean i bought the ps4 specifically for bloodborne and i've gotten other <laughs> games out of it since but i mean so i will do that you know sure 
I mean, I'd rather they port it to PC so I don't have to buy a console, but I know that won't happen. But I'll stoop to your level if I have to. <laughs> any, look, any, look, uh, look, I don't what? think that way, okay? I know. I jest. I joke. I joke. Any uh, any concluding thoughts on the Far Cries? Well, I do want to play them, and I think when 6 comes out, if it's Side note. like it's getting good reviews, I'll play it. Yeah. There's the Ubisoft forward sale going on right now. You can get a lot of those games for a decent price currently. I think the one I'd be the most interested in trying out was five because I guess it's the newest, not, I guess it's not the newest, but it got good reviews and I want to try it. It's the, it's the newest main title. I should say, but I got to complete the games I'm doing right now. And I'm about like halfway through two of them. And once I do that, then I think I'll be ready to jump into something new. We'll see how I feel then. Time will tell. So, they also leaked a new Spider-Man game. Did you see the that? Miles Morales? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was it leaked or did they just put out the trailer? Well, I guess it's not leaked. Sorry. It's just they showed him. So I am it Ubisoft. I, I don't think it, I just know that was coming out at the same time. I don't know if it oh. was Ubisoft or not. The last one Who wasn't was Spider-Man. It? No, I, it was uh, I think it's Insomniac. Oh, well, hey. The last one looked really good. Once again, yep. I only have three yep. games for my PS4, so I don't own it. But that's another yep. one that was on my uh, to-do list, I guess. Sure. To-do list. It's too long, no, man. The... No, I understand. Uh, PS Spider-Man PS4 was really good. Um, and with everything, you can find flaws and poke holes and whatever, but it was really good. Um, especially if you like Speed Spy Spooderman. <laughs> Miles Morales is coming out. That'd be cool. Um, don't have a PlayStation either, so we're both out of luck. Oh, I'm just out of luck. You have your PlayStation. Well, you can come over and play it. I think I will. Yeah. I'll say, hey, I'm playing this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, half the time it's just sitting on my desk not being used. So Wonderful. But that might change. Who knows? <laughs> when the, the new Demon Souls comes out, or I guess it's the old Demon Souls when I remaster, I'll be playing that pretty much nonstop. But uh, that's also nostalgia for me. Hmm. Time will tell. So games, board mm-hmm. games. That's mm. the segue I'm taking now. We talked about it in the past already. Yeah. Question I wanted to ask you, and it just so happened this is the first time I get to talk to you in a little bit. Yes. Deck builders. I think you've played yes. one. The Hobbit one, right? Yes. Okay. So there are a ton of deck builders. Yeah. And I was looking into them to find out which ones we could play, and I would mm. like to gauge your interest on some of them. Oh, boy. So there are superhero ones for DC and Marvel. There's Star Wars ones. There's more Lord of the Rings ones. And there's even like ones in their own complete universes, completely made up. Hmm. Do any of those sound interesting to you? They do sound interesting. So they all work very similarly. There's the company that made the Hobbit one made a lot of them of the different brands and they play basically the same way, with just some unique rule depending on which one. Mm -hmm. So we probably stick with those at first because it's not a lot of learning. It's just relearning what you've played before, but there are some very interesting deck building games out there that have unique rules. And I have this friend that I would play them with all the time. And with COVID, we haven't had the time to do it, but I don't know. I want to play more deck builders. Because they with just in. two people, they're not that long, you know? I'm all in. Okay, well, that was just a quick topic I wanted to gauge your interest. 
no, absolutely. I'll need to uh, do my own digging and see what's out there. I haven't, I haven't even dipped my toe in that, in that sphere, if you will. So I asked my brother if he had played the Twilight Imperium game that we looked up, the $100 uh, yes. board game, and he had yes. not played it. But uh, I do think I want to get it before our next game day because it looks like a lot of fun. Interesting. And just it's just a collector's item. I just want to own it, you know? <laughs> sure. How long has that one been out? A while. It's actually the fourth edition that's out now. So oh. it's been out for a while. I don't remember the exact date. I think it was might have even been before two thousand, but I could be wrong about that. But it's been out for a while and it's always rated high. The price is the sure. only negative factor on any review I see, but I think they didn't really have a choice because the game is so big. I was going to say the price is mainly because of all the pieces and crap, yeah? Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes yeah. you can say a board game price might be inflated if it's just cardboard, but there's a lot of detail in some of the stuff they put in there. Sure. So that's mainly it. Also, I have the Firefly board game, and we can't play it until you watch the show. Right. Yeah, I know. So you got to – that that's a priority, all right? Well, it's unfortunate that the list – my list of things to watch is is growing – as is your list of games, because um, as I mentioned a while ago, uh, me and Sarah and I are watching Legion. We're going through Legion. Mm -hmm. um, we have to watch Psych the movie and Psych the movie 2 that just came out with my mom and Sarah, because <laughs> uh, we've we've all seen the series. Um, there's a new show that just came out today on Netflix called Cursed. Have you heard of that? I actually saw it. I was on Netflix this morning. I saw it. Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to that, to giving that a whirl. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, doesn't suck. <laughs> it looks very, uh, it looks like the the same vibe that they did for Witcher on Netflix. Yeah. Like the the colors and things like that. And and it's, you know, the classic fantasy stuff. So try to give that a whirl. But yes, Firefly is still, it's still there, man. It's still there. It's and you got to finish Harry Potter. That yeah, that is that is true. There is uh, we're on Seven. Deathly Hallows Part One and Two. Yep. So two more movies, and we're watching that together now. I think so. Yep. 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 We're we're caught up as as the extended family. <laughs> and I I made a comment this morning. Um, even though it's still technically this morning, I guess. Um, I said to Sarah, I said we should probably just bang both of those out like tomorrow. Watch them at the same time. I mean, it's part one and part two. The the that's just my over accomplishing self talking. It's part one and part two that yeah. caps it all off. I mean, I, I totally understand that I'm probably the only one that would. Well, maybe you and I would be the only yeah. ones that would want to uh, bunker down and do that. We could but. talk my dad into it. So, my mom is a different story. But yes, we probably could if we took a break. We'd have sure. to find a day where no one has anything going. Watch the first one earlier, maybe have lunch, rest mm. our eyes to look at something right. that's not a screen, and then maybe go cry back. Cry for a little bit. <laughs> cry for a little bit. Um, and then go back. I think that would be the most feasible way. Because, I mean, I've done the extended Lord of the Rings before. In fact, my old yes. church did it. So our youth yes. group. Now that, we took five-minute bathroom breaks between each disc, because each movie had two discs. And then between Jeez. each movie, we had did like a meal break and we did it and it was like a 12 hour day but really really putting in the hours huh <laughs> yeah if you try to sit down by yourself and do that if you're with a bunch of people and you take time to talk and rest your eyes i think it's 
and with only two movies and they're not nearly as long as extended Lord of the Ring, I think that right. it's it can, it can happen. I don't think it will happen, but I think it is certainly possible. So in just in the same spirit of of Hogwarts, this is if we didn't say already, this is my first time and Sarah's too watching through these mm-hmm. uh, ever. Haven't read the books, unfortunately, but I just just never did. So this is your, um, you know, second or third or fourth time watching these, yeah. Oh yeah, I've been the series has been with me since the books because I read those in elementary school. How 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 have you felt watching them recently? Do they do they still hold up? From what you remember, are there kind of some weird moments that you didn't remember or anything like that? So yeah, I think. My thing with the Harry Potter movies is I don't think I don't know if you've noticed, but the first three and even really the first two have like drastically different vibes than the rest of them. The like the three on up, they get darker as they go and more bleak, I guess you could say. With the with the plot lines and I looked it up and it was like the first two or three had like a different director. And I think that's why I was noticing that it just has a it was more lighthearted, you know, I guess they were younger. Well, well, yeah, I was going to say the directors probably had a big part in it, but also as they get older, then they're able to presumably add, you know, more elements of spooky and, you know, mm-hmm. seriousness as opposed to having a child being killed. <laughs> hey, I mean, it did it. So. Yeah, it sure did, didn't it? Well, OK, so, yeah, that's basically my thoughts on the series. I like all of them, but I enjoy the early ones better. And actually talking to my parents and to you guys, I think you guys like the later ones better. Yeah, I think uh, so. The last one we watched was really good. That was the Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. I really like Goblet of Fire as well. Um, no, they're they're all good. I there were some because um, I got on this train really late. There were some plot points and stuff that I already knew or just had heard just mm-hmm. from, you know, watching videos about other things. And it just gets brought up. But Nothing drastic. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it wraps up. I think it'll be uh, a treat, probably. I mean, they already... Never mind, I can't say that. That's a spoiler. Spoiler alert, but not really, because we're not going to say it. He's dead. (laughs) He said it. He said it. Sorry. Spoilers. (laughs) This is the spoilers broadcast? Too late. We're already over. You can't announce it after the fact. It's my fault. (laughs) It is your fault. Send all the witch hunts his way. Not me. Yikes. Harry Pooper. I'm, I'm the good Josh. I'm the hero of this podcast. Yeah, you are. Heck, heck yeah. Okay, so taking another huge tangent here. Of course. So we talked about the pay-to-win transaction stuff before. Yes. Seems like that stuff seems to be more prevalent in AAA games as opposed to indie games. And indie games have become way more popular recently. I think there's a correlation. You. It doesn't seem like you've played that many indie games, though. I know you played some Hollow Knight. Yep. And you played Celeste. Yep. So those are pretty good games, and they're made by very small teams, if not like one or two people. Yep. I have gotten lost in indie games recently, and I can't remember a AAA game that came out in the last five years that really engrossed me. And I don't know if that's... Hmm. At first, I was thinking I was just getting older. Games just aren't doing it for me anymore. And then, like, I played Stardew Valley and sunk like, 100 hours into it. Mm, and I yeah. was like, this is incredible. And, I mean, 
the retro graphics might have been a little nostalgic for me, but it's a brand sure. new game. And it was really, really good. And it just, it made me want to play. And it, it's happened to a lot of people. And uh, I think there's just something to say about developers putting the fun of the game before the profit. Sure. I can't, you know, and we might have talked about this earlier in the other episodes. I can't imagine being in the position of trying to decide where that line is, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, making a game for the gamers, making a game for yourself, but also making it if for this the doesn't make money. What's that? Making it for the shareholders. Yeah, correct. And and, and if this doesn't make money, then you can't make anything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Don't like it. So it's interesting, though, because... Obviously, Nintendo's not doing the stuff that the other companies are. They're staying really true to... Not like they've been perfect, but I think... And Nintendo's still doing, killing it. I mean, they had they had a tight window during the Wii U because it wasn't marketed well. But I think they've been doing very well for themselves recently. The Switch sold amazingly. So I think there's still something to be said that if you put gamers first, they will keep you afloat. They will unite. Yeah. And you know what? I do want there to be a console to come out with a bunch of AAA games that blow me away. I do. Because gaming is a really cool medium. It's interactive. It makes me think. And I do want that. I just... So many games have come out that just... And I guess that's the early access dilemma. Which I haven't gotten into them. Hmm. I'm sorry. Well... I can't complain. There's plenty of good games out there. Right. Absolutely. I just, it, I've seen videos of people talking about the decline of gaming or whatever. And, and I don't think there's a decline. I just think that there's some developers are putting money first and some are putting the fun first. And I think you just have to identify that. And, you know, and then to kind of cap it off as we, we bring this plane in for a landing, I think going back to the Ubisoft games, namely Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, I feel like their their middle ground is to make the open world big sandbox game with the iconic title of Far Cry or Assassin's Creed. And then that's it. I'm not sure if that made sense. It made sense in my head going off of what you were just saying. No, I think with a yearly release like Assassin's Creed, it can definitely start to feel samey and just feel like they're just milking it. Um, and people have used that with Assassin's Creed, that, that phrase. But I think with the last three, they've definitely experimented and they've tried new things. And I think that speaks well of them, actually. And Far Cry is unique. I mean, it is modern setting, I guess, but they always have interesting stories. So I think that... Yeah. I can't fault them on that. No, and even the Far Cry games, they're, they're for the most part, modern settings, but they're very heightened reality, mm-hmm. you know? kind of like the uh, the John Wick movies, how it's modern day, but also he's a ninja with guns. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know? And I still haven't seen them. I know. I was just thinking about that. So many things, man. So many things. There is. And you know what? We had this entire quarantine, and I didn't get through any of them. I... That's on you, I feel. That but is. also on me, because I didn't encourage it. But hey, mainly you on said you. we were going to watch John Wick together, and then it never happened. So I'm blaming you for that one. And then we ended up on Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know who started that. In fact, Sarah, at our house, it just started at three. So I didn't even watch the first two. Yep. I watched them on yep. my own yep. to get caught up again, even though I'd already well, seen them. 
if I if I didn't explain this already, sorry. Uh, we, me, my mom, and and Sarah last year we went through all the Marvel movies because mm-hmm. um, my mom, I I think she only had seen the first Iron Man when it came out in two thousand eight when we all went as a family to see it. Well, she got started. She might have seen what's that? That was a start. Exactly. She might have seen one or two other ones, but since Endgame was out and I had all of them, like we need to make our way through. And Sarah hadn't seen all of them either. So we, you know, we had Marvel Tuesdays where we'd some some day or some Tuesdays we would watch two, you know, mm-hmm. just to make our way through. And uh then we watched Endgame, Mom cried, a lot of loss there. Uh watched Far From Home. We were caught up, and then Sarah said, Okay, it's time for Harry Potter. <laughs> it's her turn to make you watch something. Now. But she exactly. hasn't even seen them, right? I'm sure um, now, okay. The Harry Potters? So she had to have seen some of them because I used to watch them all the time as a kid. So Right. She had to I have think seen she them. has. I mean, I remember she used to like sing the the Toil and Trouble song all the time. So she obviously had seen the third one. That song where they're all singing with the toads. Yeah, I think I think she had seen at least the first three mm-hmm. because as they as they were getting older, that's when she was like, oh, I haven't seen this one. That's not what she sounds like. Also, that would be interesting. I don't I naturally sound like that. I don't think anyone does. I don't know. There's someone out there probably. Yeah. Well, you got something. Some news doesn't really apply to either of us, but perfect. Fortnite's leaving early access. Finally, we talked about that. Yeah. So. I don't understand early access then because if it's always early access, are you early at all or are you on time? Because time is a made up construct and pre-orders you could just like <sighs> the game might even just be like one line of code. Like they started their entry segment segment into the coding and then they just stopped and they're like, okay, early access buy our game. Here's the cinematic. And I think that is there a cinematic? For some games. Oh, yeah. They they, they don't just like... Well, I mean, for Fortnite? For Fortnite? No, I'm not talking mainly, mainly about Fortnite. Fortnite's oh, gotcha. just... I don't think they had pre-orders for that. I'm sure they did. Could be wrong sure. for console releases. But yeah, I mean, it's finally leaving early access. It's been a game for years. Yes, it sure has. Like, Did that, that mainly come up in t- t- uh, 2017? Was that the yeah, I think outburst so. of Fortnite? 2016, 2017, something around there. Well, it started as the Save the World game mode was the game. I remember. And then PUBG we, yeah, we talked killed about it. it. And all of a sudden, they're like, okay, we got to make a Battle Royale mode too. And it was just an okay. afterthought. Yeah. Well, so we, we got to wrap up here in a second. But really quick, one of the things that we didn't touch on with the Ubisoft announcements, um, number one was, was Watch Dogs Legion. We'll talk about that next time. But the freaking, uh, what was it called? Did I delete it? Hyperscape. Did you see that? I... I heard that name before, but I don't think I watched that trailer. It, it, I'm pretty sure it's like a battle. It's a battle royale, but it's like, I'm going to explain it so terribly. Like a, not necessarily cyberpunk, but like sci-fi, like you're in a weird, um, pixel, not even pixelated, like London or something just on the topic of battle royales. Steampunk? Watch that. Yeah. No, not steampunk. Very Overwatch-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and watch that. But Battle Royales, man, they're still kicking. They will not be put down. So, and I guess I understand the thrill of it, but I don't know, man. I guess, am, am I just getting old? Like, th- these games... You are. 
Yeah, I guess I am. These games, they come out, and I try them, and I don't like them. And I guess... Well, you know... Good. I mean, I can't say that Fortnite is a bad game, because, I mean, it's a hit. But... Right. I also doesn't don't think that means it's a good game, either. It just means it's popular. Yeah, everyone has their... As their their jam, you know. Uh, well, how how dare you make us end this episode on Fortnite again? <laughs> hey, you know what? Fortnite just worms its way back into everything, just like state taxes. But anyway, this has been episode three of the very unorganized Greater Mythos podcast. Hey, give us a rate, leave a review, tell us what you hate, tell us what you love, tell us what you had for lunch. Who cares? Um, we're on Spotify, at iTunes, I almost said Apple Tunes for some reason. Uh, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Tunes. We're on Google Podcasts. We're there. You can find us there. Uh, new episodes every Friday. That's our goal. And for the most part, I think we've done it. So that's something to be proud of. It is. Are you proud? I am very proud. Also, I don't remember if you mentioned it. We're also going to be on YouTube as well. Yes, 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 yes. So that will be there. And eventually we yep. will have social media links. We do not right now. Yeah, I get I get scared. I always feel like, like, do we need a Snapchat or something? Do I put pictures of my lava lamp up there? I don't know if on? companies have Snapchats, but at least we'll have a Twitter, oh. maybe a Facebook. People still use that. What is it? Facebook. Come on.